welcome to that tech pod where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovation. I'm Laura Milstein, and I know a little bit about technology. And I'm Gabby Schulte, and I know a notch above Laura Milstein. That is true. But you know who knows a notch above both of us? It's our guest today. So every week we're bringing on heavy hitters from the industry to break down these topics. And today, Gabby, who do we have on? Today we're talking to Tanmay Gonkar. Tanmay is a data privacy analyst at Electronic Arts. He believes that data privacy should not be on demand. It rather should be built into the infrastructure. He is a data privacy professional driven to op operationalize privacy and overcome related challenges using the analytics and innovation. Tanmay, thank you so much for coming. Hey, hey, Gabby. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, Laura, as well. Um, Absolutely. It's a pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah, we're super excited because we've actually never, um, we've done a lot of data privacy before, but we know that you are kind of an expert in data mapping, which we haven't really done yet, um, or we have, but only once, only once. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that is is a newer subject for us. So before we, we, we haven't done it from the technical side, your real expertise on it, we're doing a twist on it. A twist today. Yeah. So tell us You're how you... People. Tell you how, tell us how you kind of got started in the industry and then how you got uh, specifically, you know, into this niche. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So actually, I would say I landed in privacy by chance. So I was just going around in my uh, technical field where I was a network consultant before. And um, I I was introduced to data more when I started working on my contract role at Facebook. So that's where I like got into the nitty gritty of data. And, um, you know, I always had a passion towards uh, data analytics and finding insights. So that's what uh, drove me to this part of uh, uh, the industry in privacy. Data is the most important thing. And analysis on that is, again, I think uh, I could not say more that it is, I could not emphasize more that it's how important that is. Um, so uh, so I just landed there. And then um, when I discovered privacy, I got more into uh finding data, making sure that data is in the right place, where is the data and what personal data is collected by these companies. Because as as people right now in this modern world, we need to know where our data goes. We need to know if we can get our data back. We should we should also know that there someone is not collecting any data which is not really required for the business purpose. So all those questions got me really interested in uh, data privacy, and I did have a, a engineering and technical background that was always there, and that really helped me to get into this specific field of data mapping, which I'm working on. So yeah, there you are. That's how I got into this field. That's exciting stuff. Um, and I have to say that as intrigued as I think Gabby and I are about data mapping and about this episode as a whole and having you on as a guest, admittingly, I love that you work for um, Electronic Arts because yeah. of one of the companies that they own. So if you are not familiar with Electronic Arts, hopefully you're familiar with this. I'm just going to play it real quick so everyone can really be as excited as I am. If you don't know that, like you're, you should just stop listening right now. Cause like, (laughs) you know, 
it's the best EA Sports to the game. Um, <laughs> Laura's so, been waiting to do that for yeah. so long. She's like, I have this ready. I'm, ready. I'm <laughs> so into it because I, I just feel like I'm like, ah, does no one else remember the classic 90s when that was just like the best? Oh, man, I do. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I just want to like, shout out to your company for that specific component of, of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I want to ask you, like on the day to day, what what does that even mean? Like, what is what does data mapping mean? So as Gabby mentioned, we haven't fully covered it, but we did have a guest on pretty recently who does something around data mapping, but it's a little bit different mm-hmm. than what you're doing. So how does data mapping one? What does that mean for like your company? Why does your company need data mapping the company you work for? And what what is like what is that for just like, do I need to be mapping my data? Like, are you mapping? mapping me right now are you building a map on my data what is that (laughs) yeah i mean i'm very happy to uh, talk about this um so first of all um, so data mapping yeah it, it sounds like oh wow we are going to see this map where we'll see how the data is flowing around how data is going around and we'll have maps that make us understand about certain processes um but you know um that's partly true uh, we definitely see a map, but that's that's at the tail end. So when we talk about data mapping, when we talk about starting to build data mapping, um, the one thing that we look for is maintaining up-to-date records, maintaining an inventory. So basically, data map is something, um, It's I wouldn't call it as a questionnaire, but it's basically an assessment. It contains a, bit, a bunch of uh, data uh, elements which uh, helped us help us understand how data is collected utilized transferred or stored in any organization so with that being said uh, i think data mapping is important for every organization so it, it's just not uh, uh, it's just not like record keeping that's not the only thing that uh, data mapping does or helps achieve uh, but um, it it is very important for regulatory compliance and as well as maintaining the brand value of um, the company because having uh, use having in, having been in a company like uh, electronic arts which are customer facing which are uh, selling games which have children playing the games buying the games data is very important because the way data is collected the the reason for the collect, collecting the data and making that data accessible to all the players or all the people using it uh, that is very important so not just electronic arts it's generally everywhere where we are collecting data in a in a public facing space uh, we need data mapping so that we could achieve all these things uh, together yeah. And well, and I imagine, you know, one of the things that you said, um, you know, kind of previously talking about coming on. So you are currently assisting in the privacy compliance team at EA and mm-hmm. uh, planning and implementing data privacy. So I would imagine, you know, that um, compliance is such an integral part 
when it comes to why a company would want data mapping. So can you tell us a little bit about that and some of the biggest challenges you face in terms of, you know, helping um, compliance, compliance teams in, in that way? Yeah, sure. Well, I think, first of all, it's it can be a humongous task to actually have a data map which records all these data processes of uh, uh, how the data flows, how it's collected, how it's utilized, um, and also uh, keeping in mind that data retention is also of the same similar importance to have known about data retention, and then um, and then that comes up comes with a lot of stuff uh, that is uh, reaching out to different stakeholders, uh, different business owners and different um, different levels of owners. Uh, so in my day-to-day, I would be talking to a VP in one day and the other day I would be talking to a software engineer. So I talk to a range of people and to make sure that the interpretation of data mapping is properly shown to each and every group. I need to change the way I speak to each and every person. So I think that can itself it's, can be a bigger challenge because I cannot um, give a VP uh, information about, okay, this is the task, this is how we add stuff. I cannot do that. They need to know overview of, okay, what's going on. And they need to know the major things like data retention. Oh, are we, are we having that? And whereas software engineers, uh, they would like to know the, processes, the actual stuff that is going on, the more technical stuff, uh, the repositories used and all those more technical stuff. And I think that can be quite a challenge when we um, get into this data mapping and to capture the correct information, we need to figure this out. So I find myself doing that a lot and um, engaging in email conversations, long email threads, and then uh, jumping on calls to uh, bridge the gap between legal privacy compliance part and then the business part and the um, uh, technical part. So it becomes a humongous task in that way. Um, And to add to that, there are complex data flows. There are complex systems handling data um, and the data, the way the data flows through various systems in a bigger organization, it can be a big challenge to track that flow. Uh, so that, that again could be a very, it, it is a very important thing that uh, a challenge that I face. And then, uh, so, so data mapping as you uh, started the call so what is data mapping so there are with that question there are a lot of nuances and definitions that are uh, around uh, data mapping and uh, what is personal data so that is one thing uh, again so nuances and definitions that can be something that uh, requires more of a legal input that i need to break down and let the software folks know that okay this is what we are talking about and this is why we are doing it uh, I think those are some of the challenges that I faced, and a uh, few other things would be like um, like complicated ownerships. So sometimes teams uh, the teams uh, use certain product and then they stop using it, and some other team uses it, or the way they use the product changes over the course of time. This can be like within six months or one year. So it's it's very dynamic. It's very fast out there. And we need to be on our toes to like, okay, capture that information. So whenever there is an org change or um, like uh, big companies, they tend to have more 
uh, they tend to take over other companies. So that again calls for uh, updating your data maps, updating your processes, uh, including their processes in your processes. So that is something um, that could be another challenge that I usually face. So I think I can go on and on about that, but these are some <laughs> of the top that I face. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're in you're in such an interesting role because I think a lot of people forget how much of a relationship um, oriented position you're actually in. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at companies, you see like a, a salesperson or you see like the, you know, exec as like the front facing type people that have to have that like relationship building and maintaining, et cetera. And then you look at sort of the analysts, the tech people, the like behind the scenes is like, oh, no, your relationships with the computer and you forget that that's not actually, you know, just, oh, no, it's not just me and a computer. So with that being said, can you tell us how you develop sex- successful relationships with like several stakeholders and system owners to kind of help achieve the goals that you were just kind of laying out for us? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I have been here for like little over two years, around two years now. And, you know, uh, I more and more uh, i worked for a single company for a long time i feel that this position is very important uh, one because this uh, this position can have access to everything basically all the information within the company get to know all the systems that are being used that's such a huge thing i mean i for one when i was working in as a network consultant i just knew about my project okay this is my project and this is what i need to do these are my requirements this is my job description but some something about this role is that it goes over that you go in a different way where you are having this um, business relationship with people who are who have all the important systems who have ownership of all the important systems. And so as great as that is, uh, it is very difficult to uh, talk to each and every one and connect at that point, because uh, most of the times when anyone has to do exercise like this, like data mapping, they need to answer some questions for someone. People take a step back because they are very busy with their product launches and um, with their um, daily day-to-day. And this comes like a big task and they are not really receptive when, um, I mean, generally they are not really very receptive uh, talking about this and uh, taking an initiative and filling this up. But I have my share of some good folks who are really interested and want to contribute. Uh, But at this point, I always think about uh, one example that I had seen somewhere on LinkedIn. It's about Google Maps. So you know how Google Maps is. If they are, uh, if if you are using Google Maps, you are going to a destination, and um, you uh, need to take a ride, but you miss that ride. You just go ahead. Maybe you missed it, or you just do not want to take that ride. But what Google Maps will do is they'll reroute you to go to the same position, go to your target destination in any way. So. I think this rerouting is something of a mm, a mindset that I always think about when when I have a difficult stakeholder, when I have someone who is not willing to uh, answer questions, who is not very receptive about this process, I always reroute. I show them the importance of this process and why it is required, why is it important from the compliance point of view. And there are certain things that we need to do 
to reach our target destination. So I think that's what I usually use to get through these conversations. And I think that really has helped me as, until now. Yeah. So I want to ask you um, a little bit of a broader question. So one of the things that we mentioned in your bio is that you are somebody who really um, positions uh, data privacy to be a part of the infrastructure, not just on demand. So tell me what that means to you and and how you um, think, you know, what are some of the bigger challenges with that? But also, you know, why do you think that's so important for data privacy? Obviously, to be more about in, in into the infrastructure. Um, yeah, that's that's a great question, and um, you know, I am actually a strong believer of privacy by design. Uh, that's one because uh, so when any company or brand uh, keeps privacy at the top of their um, uh, goals or uh, top of their uh, uh, company then that becomes that makes that brand or company more human um, this is something that i heard from tim cook when he was talking at the ipp summit so i did not go in person but i uh, had a chance to look at uh, what he said um, so big brands like apple when they want to uh, integrate privacy into their system before there is a need of having privacy uh, which which by that, which I basically mean is uh, having privacy built in uh, the infrastructure um, rather than having the need to build privacy when it's required. So just be on top of it. Just be show initiative to build privacy before uh, it's actually needed. So I think when uh, 2018, when GDPR was coming around and then we started hearing about later in 2018, we started hearing about CCPA coming around. So that all, I think that all birthed this uh, privacy-related stuff. It got us new products, new technologies that handle all these complex privacy issues that are raising. Um, so I think uh, if we, so that that all started um, as in, in the privacy field. So if we make privacy by default in the system, we don't have to look for different tools to manage the privacy. I think in a bigger company, this becomes more of an issue because there is a lot of thing going on, which third parties, not necessary third party applications would be able to accommodate, which becomes very difficult. Um, no worries. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Wait, who's um, calling? Sorry Should <laughs> we want to answer on live on the air? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so what I was saying is um, uh, having privacy built in by default, that would actually take the brand a long way because uh, that would build the trust. Uh, that would make sure that we need, don't we are not uh, uh, just looking for different tools, try to onboard new vendors who would handle personal data, how the personal information is handled. So I think that is something if it is built in, that would definitely take a long way. And I've I've always I follow some people who are like pro uh, building tools within the system rather than onboarding new vendors who handle this information. Uh, so that is something that I really believe that should be uh, included in a company's infrastructure. 
I agree with that. Um, and I love that you mentioned privacy by design. We actually had somebody on, um, Jenny Lee from EY um, in one of our previous episodes where we just really dove into privacy by design. And uh, I think it was a very, very interesting um, thing to, to discuss. With that being said, um, you clearly have the trends down. So is anybody who's listening right now, is there any advice that you could give to them? Is there anything you could tell them when you think about like trends coming around the corner, coming out that you think are things that we should kind of keep our eye out for um, or just, you know, be ready for? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So so whatever uh, experience I have in this field, uh, I just I just realized that uh, privacy is still new. If we talk about 2018, I mean, privacy has always been there. Compliance, security compliance, privacy compliance has always been there. But 2018 GDPR just turn things around it uh, through privacy in the middle of everything. So when uh, we have stalwarts like Tim Cook talking about privacy, talking about how important privacy is, I would just talk specifically about if I'm, if I'm talking specifically about data mapping. Um, so data mapping is very important when uh, there are consumers asking for the data, like, we know that DSAR is data subject access requests, which basically um, entitles any user to have a copy of their data, entitles any user to understand that what data is captured by the company. And if they want a copy, they can have that copy. At the same time, if they want their data to be deleted, have that option going on. And um, at the same time, these records of processing of personal information, these are required when, if there is any, uh, judicial judicial investigation that comes around. Um, so these are the three main things that require uh, data mapping, which is a part of privacy. But at the end of the day, when we have this entire inventory or data map to see, okay, these are the data that are data points that are collected. These are the elements. These are the sensitive data. These are the PII. Uh, I think at the end of the day, um, it would be more about data minimization to collect as less data, only collecting data that is required. That is something that I think more organizations are going to put more interest in um, because that is something that would be less work for collecting. Uh, and at the same time, um, two birds in a stone, that means that uh, this, another thing is um, at the same time, just collecting data, only that data that is required which is less work. And then uh, it's good for the customers because they are happy that not un no unnecessary data is collected. And that is going to be, I think, one of the major things uh, around with all these um, privacy laws coming in. We have Brazil's LGPD, then uh, China is having their privacy law. Um, and plus, not to forget about all these state laws that are coming up. We have Virginia, Colorado, California already. And now Connecticut is one thing, uh, one I have heard that they are having going to have their law. With all these laws and regulations coming in, there would be different rules and regulations, slightly different rules and regulations for the way data is collected and how accessible the data is. So I think data collection and the minimization of data collection is something that would be of much importance in uh, the days to come. Well, Tenmay, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciated it. Yeah, I had fun talking to you uh, and talking about something that I've been doing for a while. And yeah, it was fun. Mm -hmm.
to Laura, we just talked to Tanmay Gunkar. I'm going to start with my tech takeaways first. I'm going to change things up. So my tech takeaways uh, with, with this episode is that, first of all, what a nice person. I'm going to pull, I'm p- pulling to you, Laura. He was um, great. What a sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> we, um, we, I think I learned a lot about data mapping. Cause like we said, oh. like I, this is something that I definitely don't know that much about. Um, we've it's the second time talking about it on the podcast. Um, yeah. so I think it's very interesting. The thing that popped out of my mind was at the end when he was saying, you know, data minimization, like, you know, just taking what's necessary if at all, uh, it's my preference, but um, that makes me feel better about future things in data I also privacy. Like that, Emma, your dog barked in the background because yeah. I feel like she was like, "Yeah, data mapping." She was really cheering <laughs> it on. Yeah, think, she was. She was. Yeah, I just feel like we should do this one more time. EA Sports in the game. Because, like, that's incredible. <laughs> I love that he works for uh, Electronic Arts. Um, I think he was really interesting. He definitely knows his stuff. And we we don't usually bring on people in his role to really kind of talk about what are they doing in the day-to-day? What does that look like? Um, and, and just looking at working at a big corporation and doing the sort of such a niche uh, sort of tech. It's cool. It was cool. I liked it. If you want to hear more about, you know, cool tech, cool companies or anything, you sh- should reach out to us and tell us what you want to hear by reaching us at contact at thattechpod.com. You can swing on over to our website, www.thattechpod.com. Sign up so you never miss any future episodes and see what's going on with us. Get some cool merchandise, some swag, Maybe even just like, you know, be a weirdo with a mouse pad. This is that tech pod because why not? And uh, follow us on LinkedIn. Tweet at us on Twitter. We now have an Instagram, which, you know, as sad as our Twitter. So, you know, follow us. Be our friends. Help us be as good as you are. If you want another way to be our friends, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast and give us a five star rating and review. We would love you forever. See you next time. See you next time.